Welcome to the Canadian Side Hustle and Business Podcast. I'm your host, Irene Roussel. How are you feeling today? Yes, you. How are you doing? I hope you're doing great. And if you're not, you're in for a mood booster because I got a great guest for you to meet. But first, to my regular listeners, welcome back. You're in for an awesome treat. So, those of you who just dropped by, stay tuned to this style because I am going to enlighten you. In fact, not even me, my guest is going to enlighten you. So, if you've got a project idea that you've been sitting on the fence on, this is the episode for you to be inspired. Before we get started, be sure to hit that follow button on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Podcasts or wherever you listen to your podcast so that you don't miss out on a new episode. And most importantly, if you love this episode, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts. This helps to elevate our brand and I would be most grateful to you. It is my pleasure to introduce to you Piquita Systems founder, Mr. Xavier Herbert Couture, living in New Brunswick. In fact, that is my neck of the woods. Xavier comes with a background of deep farming roots, and he's currently in growth mood for Piquetta Systems, a new innovative agricultural technology company, which is changing the way soil testing is being conducted in the agricultural industry. This particular technology will be a game changer for farmers everywhere around the world since they're saving them time and money. Xavier, from a very young age, loved being on the farm, especially with his strong interest in breaking things apart and seeing how they worked. He is a true builder and he's not alone in his entrepreneurial journey. He has teamed up with three friends, Dominic, Maxime, and Zachary, to build a business which is a little less than two years old. With access to great professors, business and industry mentors, from institutional organizations to accelerators, such as the UNB Technology Management and Entrepreneurship Center, Energy Accelerator, Creative Destructive Labs, Quantino, and Startup TNT, the team has been able to pivot from a university capstone project to a fully-fledged business. This is definitely a company to watch. So, let's jump right in to talk to Xavi about his early days of his entrepreneurial journey. Back in the day, a kid who stumbled upon a rare Canadian treasure. Yeah, the first uh, interest in entrepreneurship started pretty young. I grew up in a, a small town, pretty small town called Grand Falls in northwest New Brunswick. Um, and that's a, a agricultural kind of producer for potatoes in the region, uh, in the, the New Brunswick uh, Potato Valley, really. So uh, was surrounded by fields, farms, and all things equipment. Uh, was fun to, to grow up there. Uh, but my, my first entrepreneurial venture actually was um, when I was a kid, I went to uh, Maine, just on the other side of the border. Yes. And there was a, um, just next to a shop, there was kind of a, a trash um, 
with a bunch of hockey cards in it. As a small Canadian kid, I knew the value of them, uh, and they were just thrown away. Um, and there was probably maybe 200, 300 cards there. Um, checked around, see, like, it was this someone's or not? Then uh, turns out the, the owner just threw them away, didn't want them. So I brought them uh, home and uh, bundled them up in packets of 10 with a rubber band around them and sold them for 25 cents at the schoolyard. So um, this was maybe in fourth grade or around that time. Um, How I just old remember. were you? Fourth grade, what's that? <laughs> Great question. I was probably maybe 10 or, no. Um, right. it, was it was pretty young, but uh, mm -hmm. remember I, cl I cleaned them up, put them in packs of uh, 25, set up my little sand at the, the courtyard and um, it was pretty successful. Sold out in a, in a week, I think. So, yeah. All right. That's awesome. And moving on, um, you know, what other activities have you been in, you know, that got you to the point where, you know, you founded Piketa Systems? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The, so the one side of things is just being a, being from a, a rural background. And the other part is, of course, the technology. Um, and I, I had a, a, a interest when I was a kid of kind of breaking things apart, putting them back together, seeing how things worked. Um, and then um, for, for Christmas, I got we, we got a, a computer as a family uh, set up in the living room like we, we, we did uh, back, back back in those days. Yeah. Um, and I remember uh, that's where I first kind of looked into technology, started looking how to code, how to make basic little apps. Um, and I was probably 14. 15 at that time but uh, that interest kind of carried through so uh, I knew I wanted to do something in business something with technology um, didn't know I would uh, end up doing something for, for agriculture that that time uh, but uh, it all kind of makes sense looking back right um, yeah so so spent a couple of summers learning just the basics of how to make a program how to to work on you know side projects get a website hosted all those all those fun things um, when it came to, to the end of high school, I um, was actually looking to um, go into uh, a couple different programs, wasn't sure. Um, but I visited the, the University of New Brunswick and what won me over there was the, the TME program there, uh, the Technology Management and Entrepreneurship Program, which is just you know a great program overall. Uh, and that decided uh, should go into engineering just to... Uh, have access to that program and be able to build technical skills a bit more. Uh, I knew I wanted to end up kind of working for either for a great business or starting one myself, but uh, uh, that was really the best path forward for me. Um, yeah. And it's not just a, a one man show. We have uh, we started a business with four people, which is uh, uh, four founders is, is, is a bit of like usually a bit more than you would start with, but uh, we all come from the same region. So, Dominic, my co-founder, was a he was a, a farm kid, uh, fifth generation potato farmer in Saint Anne, right next to where I grew up, um, and we went to high school together, um, and we ended up going to the same university together. So uh, as he was studying electrical engineering, I was studying software engineering, um, and when it came time to do the end of year capstone project, uh, that was the first person I went to to form a team. Really, um, so the way it works, you need to have for engineering students start a project could be from any discipline so i went to my friend dominic let's try to to enter get a, get accepted for this program um 
where they, they really let you find a problem, find a solution, and you own the company. So it's really great for it. You get basically, as a, as a young uh, aspiring entrepreneur, you get eight months of three other engineers' time. Uh, and that's super valuable when you're just trying to figure out, like, uh, um, does something have legs? What's the idea? What's the, the, the path forward? So uh, Dominic brought in his friends from electrical engineering who grew up right next to maybe an, an hour north of where we were at uh, in Edmondson. And they had went to high school together and everything, Maxim and uh, Zachary. Um, and that was the team that was kind of the when it was founded. All right, four co-founders. I love it. You connected with an old friend, a childhood friend who brought in other friends. It's amazing what you can do when you're connected with others. And um, it's fantastic, you know, that you're able to find trusted partners. And um, I'm so excited for you. So during that process of developing the company, and, you know, as you said, you've had access to over 300 engineers providing input. How have those mentors impacted um, the development of that technology in terms of the variations of the pivots that you had to do along the way, whether it's, you know, building yourself up as a leader, as a CEO, but also in the product development as well? Yeah, it's, it's, it's been critical. Um, there, there was multiple people helping out on the, both the business and technology front. Um, uh, Dr. Kush Babar was our, our, our um, professor for, for that capstone class. He helped a lot. Dr. Shukla, uh, the TME office. Uh, Dr. Eric Chemin uh, as well on the technical side was uh, very helpful. Um, and, uh, really good advisors kind of let you do what you want to do, but they, they point you in the right direction. Uh, and certainly we needed that at the start. Uh, we kind of knew we wanted to do something in, in, in data collection in the field. Um, Dominic had seen it from the farmer's perspective and then had also worked as a field researcher whole summer. Uh, so we saw how, you know, analog and difficult it is to collect field data in a, like a scalable way. Um, but we didn't really know how to go about it at the start. Um, so the name Piketa Systems is actually, we wanted to do pickets, which is, would be kind of a station you put into the ground, left it there uh, for the whole season, and then went, you know, it would continuously connect data. So we pivoted away from that a couple of times, just talking to people, figuring out, uh, you know, iterating on the idea. And uh, yeah, so so the, the advisors really helped with that. Um, and also encouraging us to talk to customers is the biggest thing. Um, when you're just starting out with ideas, it's easy to kind of, you know, focus on one thing, um, one concept and work on it. But uh, what really decides is what people want to work with and what people want to buy. So um, being pushed early on to talk to customers before, you know, spending a year build something, try to sell it beforehand, um, get input. That's been super helpful. And we've tried to stick with that, uh, that kind of lesson as we go. We knew that collecting information on plants, on on infield data, was super um, just hard to collect. Uh, it's an expensive process, takes a long time. You don't get your results before a couple of weeks out with the, the testing lab. Uh, so we knew that was the problem we wanted to solve. Uh, our first idea was actually putting pickets in the ground, hence the, the name Piketa. Um, but we pivoted a couple of times away from that. and found a way to scan leaf tissue 
uh, and give results, which would be a leaf tissue test from a lab or a pegel test from a lab, uh, but done on site independently, no need to ship something out or wait for the results. Um, that was the the kind of first time we, we found an idea that really got people excited, especially broad mist farmers um, kind of like the concept. That first winter there, we, we did a, a greenhouse project at BCCMB in Grand Falls, just seeing if we could do anything about this. Um, came out with kind of a, a proof of concept. Um, and then that first summer, uh, 2021, we worked with nine farms back home in the St. Louis, all the way to, to Woodstock and New Brunswick, um, just collecting a bunch of data, talking to, talk, talking to farmers, talking to agronomists. Um, figuring out what would be the, the, the way to do this in the field. Um, and that was really the, the start of it. We got accepted into the, the Energy uh, Ventures Accelerator that summer. Uh, and that helped a, a lot to transition from a group project where we were spending some of the time studying, some of the time working on this to an actual kind of full company uh, doing it full time. Uh, so that was a big shift. Uh, yeah. All right. So... You established the idea, I'm assuming it's a very novel idea for the agricultural industry, and you tested it, and then you got into an accelerator. So during your time in the accelerator, what sort of things um, helped propel the business forward? Yeah, no, uh, it helped in a lot of ways. Um, the the program really pushed us to think about the hard stuff, which is, uh, you know, who's going to be paying for it, how much, uh, how are you set up as a business, uh, kind of going further from, you know, what's this cool technology to how to actually apply it uh, within the real world. Um, yeah, so being able to to have that guidance helped a lot. Um, mm-hmm. And during that time, um, did you do a, a race, a VC race during that time? So not during the, the first summer. Uh, we just focused on kind of figuring it out for us, for ourselves. But coming out of it, we had pretty promising kind of uh, results and ideas on how to, to do it on a wider scale. For the, the, the winter there, um, we got into uh, creative destruction labs would help a lot figure out kind of the financing and how do you, do you grow a business. And we also hired our first employee, uh, Brayton, who's been with us ever since and uh, a great help overall on the technical side. Um, and we felt pretty uh, ready for, for doing it commercially, let's say, uh, going from just testing it out on a couple farms to let's offer it as a service to, to people. Um, and that, of course, takes more resources, and we were able to uh, get people on board from tech executives to farmers to do a small financing round. So through safe agreements, um, raise a, a bit of a, a pre-seed round, uh, and that allowed us to really go for it this summer. And we uh, just finished a season with uh, 62 farms in New Brunswick and PEI, did over 2,200 um, tissue samples in real time. Uh, first to to do that and uh, got very good reaction results from the season so yeah where do you go from here now that you've raised some VC funds yeah so with the support of uh, the angels across Canada we had 
uh, it's helping expand our network a lot and realizing that there's more applications for this. So this summer we worked with New Brunswick and PEI potato producers. Um, next year, we hope to work with potato producers across Canada. Um, and then beyond that, work with new utter crops, um, utter capabilities. We believe that every field in agriculture needs this type of information. Uh, and we'd like to, to be the company providing that uh, capability to folks. So. All right, that's awesome. So you're moving across the country with the technology. Fascinating. With regards to the team, four of you, you're very tight. So how has it been in terms of decision-making? Is everybody's role distinct? Um, you know, how are you making out as a company, right? Because you're a small, tight-knit group. Yes, you, you definitely need uh, distinct roles and kind of know who's taking care of what. Having kind of trust and... Uh, uh, belief in each other is very important. Um, starting out, we were kind of all working on the, as, as a student project, we were kind of just doing whatever came up. But uh, as time went on, we realized some people were, were better at doing some things than others and really specialized in that. Uh, the, the roles really formed naturally. Um, so Dominic, who kind of pioneered the, the, the tech side, was, of course, a, a great candidate to be the CTO, uh, really focusing on the the machine learning aspect of things and data science. Um, I worked on some of, some of the tech more on the infrastructure side, but uh, um, having led a couple software projects prior um, on myself, kind of leading the team, so to, see, so to say. Um, Maxim was uh, worked as an engineering project manager. Uh, was very organized and very, uh, very intelligent on the, the project management side. So was a really good uh, operations um, operations leader. Uh, so CEO for, uh, CEO for him was a, a great role. And then Zachary was uh, has done a lot of things, a wildland firefighter, uh, also did electrical engineering, but uh, most of all, he's a very charismatic guy. So uh, putting him on the sales front was, uh, was a, a good idea. Um, from there, we had uh, our first employee brain there um, in November of 2021. He was uh, kind of leading our, our platform, web platform and uh, cloud side of things. Uh, and since then, we have had a number of co-ops who have been uh, really punching above, above their weight. And right now, we're about 10 people total. Uh, so five full-time and five co-op students. And they've, they've all been doing a, a great job there. Well, that's fantastic. 10 people in how many years since you started the company? Um, I think we're, we're about to hit our second year uh, here pretty soon. That is awesome. Yeah, and the, the first year we were mostly uh, mostly students there working on it part-time. So really, we've been a, a year and a couple months uh, doing it full-time, and uh, it's been great. In terms of your superpower, how would you describe yourself? Yeah, yeah, great question. Um, so far, I think uh, one of the superpowers we've had is being able to build people up. So we've all been students. We start, of course, started as students, but uh, everyone we've hired is, is either a recent grad or a currently a student or a, like a co-op, um, which is pretty unusual. Um, but we've been able to kind of integrate people quickly and get them 
to a point where they're producing very quality uh, either code or uh, work overall um, and making it an environment where uh, it's easy to, to, to thrive. And I think that's been the biggest, uh, biggest plus. Um, and we're pretty proud of that is just having a, a very collaborative culture um, being flexible with people and trusting that they'll be able to step up when it comes to big projects. Yeah, and with you, you are operating all virtual. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and yeah. How is it keeping everybody on track? Yeah, it's uh, for for us. It's all it's all we've known. We started in uh, in twenty twenty once the everything was already online, uh, and kind of saw the advantages of it from early on, especially especially for a business that has a lot of travel in it. If you're already online, uh, you get much less disruption if you need to go visit someone a couple hours away or you need to as we did this summer just have people positioned um, across different provinces um, to be able to to service all the customers and make sure that there's someone nearby if uh, anyone needs support um, so and we, we also this summer we had someone work not just in a different province but a different country um, so one of our, our co-op developers was uh, working from home in uh, India um, and then uh, that was a whole uh, thing. It, it, it went pretty smooth, honestly, but we uh, it was a bit worrying uh, at the beginning. How is it going to work with the time zones and everything? But uh, uh, we've been able to manage it pretty well. And it's, uh, it's gone, I think it's gone very well for everyone. It's amazing how technology can make this happen, right? So I am really happy to hear that. And... Um, with regards to the team, you mentioned, you know, you have a, a great vibe going on, right? A young, youthful vibe, because a lot of the people that are in your group are perhaps Gen Zs. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. I believe everyone's either uh, Gen, Gen Z or right on the border of millennials. So, uh, so far, we've been all kind of in that age group. Um, yeah, it, it always takes a bit of intention to make sure you're, you're, you're working on your culture as well. One um, one of our uh, advisors told me something, which is you have two products and one is for the customer and one is for your, your employees. So you want to make sure that the, the company as a place to work is, is a positive one. Um, so it's not all just natural. Like we, we make sure to uh, invest and make, put the time in it. Every time we have a, a new batch of uh, uh, co-ops or new employees, what, uh, what we do is, close to their first day, we're going out in uh, St. Anglia to visit some farms. Mm -hmm. um, and this is for technical roles, like developers who might not have been uh, exposed to this. I find that it, it helps a lot to, one, build camaraderie because we, we kind of have a, a road trip, uh, get to meet some people, get to have a, a dinner together and everything. But it also helps um, purely from the, the product side, having a... Um, met farmers shaking hands even if you're you're working on back-end code um it's very useful to just know know who you're building it for yeah i like that that's a that's a great initiative there that you're doing with your employees um so with regards to community what sort of local impact are you having on your community in your neck of the woods yeah yeah first off is you know making sure we deliver a, a good product that's moving things forward um but other than that we also support different events and 
um, like last year we did a full kind of barbecue uh, for for the farmers postseason kind of as a congratulations uh, invited people from the community and uh, had a had an event there just to to thank everyone for doing business with us and um, just support everyone right it's uh, you, you you get what you give. Um, we really believe that. So making sure that we're involved, involved in community events, community project is, is important. All right. Yeah. Giving back to community. Cool. Cool. So let's get into something a little bit more personal about you, because I'm sure my listeners want to know more about Xavier. You know, what do you do to set the tone for the day, to put a pep in your step and a pride in your stride? Great question. Uh, usually it's it's around five to six cups of coffee. That'll get me going. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, be, trying to be more healthy is uh, I find a, a running helps a lot. Uh, did my first ha half marathon a while back there and um, it used to be that uh, running was the hardest part of my days now sometimes it's the, the easiest part so it's uh, uh, kind of an escape where you get to clear your mind yeah um, yeah, yeah awesome. other than that try and take advantage of the, the nice nature we have here in uh, Canada New Brunswick uh, going uh, mountain biking or snowboarding in the winter uh, trying to to be outdoors is the best uh, best cure for a kind of a, a bad day usually. Yeah, it's the best medicine, you know, being outdoors. That's for sure. And what music do you have on your audio player? We all know it helps to change your energy, your vibe, give you a boost. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 a big mix of things. Uh, you asked me for a song at the beginning of the episode. Uh, listening to, to a bit of Grateful Dead recently um, but I listen a lot to, to hip-hop as well and rock and we, we, we have a lots of different types of music at, at the company there when uh, people share their, their stuff it can range a lot from heavy metal to to rap to the kind of country so uh, it's always a battle for the ox cord when uh, we're driving around. <laughs> so lots of eclectic music. <laughs> Yeah. And with regards to a book, because we all know books help to shape us, helps to give us ideas. What is a great business book that you've read as an entrepreneur that, you know, you would say was awesome? Yeah. One that comes to mind, which I finished recently, um, which really you know, helped us out in the last year, I'd say was uh, Rework by Jason Fried. Um, has a, it's it's really a practical way to run a software company, which might be inaccessible or kind of, you know, uh, glamorized in some ways where you think, okay, you just, you know, make software and things happen. Uh, well, there's a lot more things to just, you know, just building software. There's uh, a lot of, practical things to do uh, and in that book it was really just you know take take care of everything and it made sense to to, to me and I've been trying to to implement those principles of you know um yeah it's it, they have a podcast with it too and it's, it's I, I I'm a fan of their work so uh would recommend that book especially if you're trying to to get into tech and software and it seems you know inaccessible it's a, a good book to to get acquainted with it 
All right, that's awesome. We're going to check that out. I'll put that in the resource links of the blog nugget. Wow, we've talked about a lot of things, Avi. Oh my goodness. I am so thrilled to have you come on the show to share with us your entrepreneurial journey, which is just getting started, right? Yeah, it's been a, a great journey and we it seems we're we're, you know, a year and some in, but uh there's still plenty of work to be done and things to, to grow into. All right. So if there's any last words of wisdom you want to give our listeners out there, what would it be? Yeah, especially as uh, looking back as a, a young person trying to start a side hustle or business or see if uh, this, is, this would be uh, something you'd like to do. The first step that really made progress was convincing other people to join you um, early on just being able to to show that, that you're not just one crazy person but a couple of crazy people trying to do something is, is very helpful I love <laughs> so it. it yeah so if you can convince a couple of friends to join you uh, it makes the journey much more fun um, plus you get to to bounce ideas off each other and kind of have that internal support uh, um, yeah encourage anyone to to try to find other people that can complement their skills and can uh, make bring things to another level. All right, right on. So if our listeners wanted to connect, continue the conversation with you, Zavio, how can they connect with you? Yeah, we try to make it pretty easy for, for folks to connect with us. Uh, there's, of course, our website, uh, paqueta.com, especially if you're an agronomist or working with uh, in agriculture, that's the place to go. If you're just interested in kind of following our journey and seeing if there's any opportunities to either work with us or for us, um, LinkedIn is probably the best spot. Um, Paqueta Systems there. I'm also on LinkedIn a bit too much, so uh, easy to reach out uh, just to my personal account. Um, yeah, I, I'd recommend those two places. All right. Fantastic. You hear that, listeners? Awesome. Zafia did it. You can do it too. And uh, thank you so much, Zavi, for coming on. Thank you, Irina. This was a great opportunity. It was a pleasure to be here. And Was this episode awesome or what? In this season of the podcast, I am grateful to find so many amazing guests. So thank you, Zavi, and your team for bringing this amazing technology to the world. I believe throughout this season, there's been common themes developing among the leadership executives and the entrepreneur. And you know what it is? They're all living life on their own terms. They're all pursuing their passions, having great experiences with many twists and turns. And you know what? Their journeys are still unfolding. So this is just the beginning, the beginning for Xavier and many others like him. So as we close out Small Business Month in October and head into Global Entrepreneurship Celebration during the month of November, I wish for you to continue to be inspired to move your idea forward. My big takeaway from this episode today is to stay connected to all the new friends. Ask for help to build great things. My question for you is, how big is your bubble? 
Who can you recruit to help build out your idea into a fully-fledged business? I want to thank you so much for staying this long listening to the Canadian Side Hustle and Business Podcast. Be sure to hit that follow button on Apple Podcasts, Spotify Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And most importantly, please rate and review this podcast, this particular episode on Apple Podcasts because it helps to elevate the brand. Until next time, stay inspired. This is, after all, a podcast for everyday people like you and me. I'm your host, Irene Roussel.